the new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC Now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community channel that sees all things new. My name is Jennifer Nuya, live streaming from Cavite, Philippines. You're watching Stories from the French, Season 2, Episode 22. we know that you can hear us well please type in into the comment section where you are joining us from today you can also use the same comment section to ask your questions drop in your comments or just anything you would like to share with us and also what curiosity brings you here and if this is your first time tuning in to Stories from the French, Stories from the French aims to push for more diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in all aspects of our lives. We do this by pushing topics regarding the, top, um, regarding the subject. We are committed to creating a world where individual differences like gender, class, ability, among others, are not only seen and understood, but also celebrated. We believe that we can all be a part of this collective vision. To make the most of our time together, we encourage you to turn off all distractions and just be fully engaged with our guest today, Lana Lise Roy. Lana Lise Roy is an innovation and creative catalyst, human design thinker, entrepreneur, speaker, blogger, and educational futurist. She is also a results-driven award winner. She founded her first company, CQS Technology Holdings, in 1998, and at age 33, she sold her shares in CQS for a substantial amount. She was nominated as one of the most influential women in the financial technology sector in 2000. Currently, she is heavily involved in a number of altruistic projects which look to better improve the lives of young females in the technology sector and has recently founded Goats to Unicorn. 
Lana, welcome to the show. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. And it's so exciting to be here with you and uh, with your audience. So thank you. My pleasure. I'm also excited to learn something new today. Thank you so much for waking up so early. I believe that it's 4 or close to 5 a.m. in Johannesburg, South Africa. A hundred percent, yeah. It's nice and dark and, and cold. Uh, believe it or not, in South Africa, it actually does get cold. Um, mm -hmm. I think there are these preconceptions that South Africa is this bright, sunny place, which we have for like nine months, ten months of the year, and then it just gets a little bit cold for two months and we have to persevere. So, yes, um, I'm, I'm from sunny South Africa, but not so sunny now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Wonderful. Can you please give our viewers a brief background about you and the work that you do with Goats to Unicorns? By the way, I love the name, um, Goats okay. Unicorns. And probably, I, I know some people, um, they, they have zebras. Zebras like different stripes, you know. Well, <laughs> so again, from from Africa, we have zebras. Lots of zebras in Africa. So you come visit us here, definitely in South Africa, you'll see lots of zebras, giraffes, lions, a lot of different things. So um, I'll, I'll tell you, Krista, quickly, Jennifer, where the name Goats to Unicorns came from. Um, I'm sure um, your audience has maybe seen the movie Despicable Me. Mm. And what the, the father... Is, is talking to his lit, the little daughter and she says, look, daddy, look, daddy, I found a unicorn and it's actually a goat with, with one horn. And he says yes. to her, like he breaks her heart and he says to her, you know, that's, that's not a unicorn. It's a goat with a, with a horn. It's just lost its horn. And, and her face and how she looks at him in despair. How, how can you tell me this? You know? And I thought, why couldn't it be a unicorn? Why do we take this creativity, why do we take it away from children? If they want to believe it's a unicorn, let it be a unicorn. So that's why it actually came from the name, from the movie Despicable Me, Goats to Unicorns. And then I actually learned at that stage many years ago that a unicorn was a, was a, I think a billion dollar company. Mm -hmm. um, it's considered a billion dollar company at, at, when it launched, um, lists I'm, I'm not too sure so it also makes sense that we're taking you to that um and mm. i work with companies and people where that's our vision is to take you from a smaller company into this big large uh, unicorn so mm. so that's where the name uh, goes to unicorn is born and and maybe just some background um to to that and how i actually got into this is um, as, as Jennifer mentioned, I come from a background of fintech. I've been involved with a number of startup fintech companies. And mm. about six years ago, I'm not going to give my age away here, but midlife crisis. <laughs> I decided I need to find purpose and meaning in my life. And I have a, a son who was struggling in the education system and I was chatting to someone and they said to me have you listened to this TED talk by this late Sir Ken Robinson mm -hmm. on how schools kill creativity and I watched this and and this whole everything all of a sudden in my in my mind made sense because I realized why I was always different why people labeled me as stubborn and and why Lana don't you do it this way this is the way you've always done it for the past hundred years you must continue and I said no 
we need to change ways. We need to do things differently. And that led me on to actually on the other side of YouTube, when you watch videos, you see other people. And that led me on to IDOU, which is a large design thinking agency. And I did a number of their design thinking courses. But what stood out for me was ideation. Mm-hmm. On the one side, you have uh, the late Sir Ken Robinson saying, you know, here's schools killing your creativity and, and that we left with a very low creativity um, genius level, genius mm-hmm. percentage. Most of us are sitting with a 2% creativity genius level. But yet in, in corporate, in business, in, in our lives, in our work, we, are, we need to be creative all the time. So how can you one day just wake up and be creative? If schools have educated you out of creativity and that began my work and my search to understand how do you reignite the creativity muscle? How do you reignite your creativity? And and so Goats to Unicorn was born. And I've had the privilege to literally travel around the world to speak on uh, shows like yourselves and, and just it has been the most unbelievable journey, sharing my knowledge, sharing what I've learned and, and sharing my vision going forward um, on creativity and critical thinking and complex problem solving, which I put all together. Yeah, and then about a few years ago, three years ago, uh, I met a famous broadcaster in South Africa and we came together to start a school or institute for previously disadvantaged young women in South Africa to teach them software development skills Um, and I'm absolutely loving that type of work just just giving you know I would say empowering young women but it's not just empowering we're giving them power because at the end of the day they walk away with with more than just being empowered. They have a job. They can now support their families. By supporting their families, they support a community. And mm-hmm. so we help um, the, the um, yeah, some of the people in South Africa. I wish I could help more and I wish I could help everyone everywhere. So that's just a, a bit of a background. And, and then lastly, just to mention, I've, I've become a a big supporter or a staunch reader now of, of human design and, and gene keys, which is understanding um, how we, well, the gene keys is how our genes really affect us on a day-to-day basis. Or if we look at what I'm studying as well as epigenetics, which is how your attitude and your behavior and your environment actually affects your genes. So I'm going to talk all about that today. And uh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to learn more about your work and amazing, amazing work that you're doing in South Africa. I was listening to you how schools unintentionally, I would say, I don't want to say intentionally, but unintentionally kills um, creativity. I once read that we are all geniuses, right, when we're young until education kills that creativity. I was just listening to a friend this is very, very, um, I think it's synchronicity that you're talking about it now. Yesterday, one of my friends uh, lamented that she had a very creative daughter and um, into, into drawing, painting. And because of that, she wanted to further her, her learning about painting. So she took some painting classes. And she would cry at home because it appeared that the teachers had different 
had different idea of how the painting should look like, but she had a different perspective. So it's so sad that children, they are born knowing what they want with life. They are, they are born knowing what amazing things they want to see in the world, what they want to create. However, some adults unintentionally because we have sometimes because of because of years of experience we have set our ways and we cannot we find it difficult challenging to see other people's perspectives so i hope that that i i will not be like that i'm pretty sure you are not like that i mean because with the many things that you're doing you have this innovative mindset no, I'm certainly not like that. And, and I think that's, you know, where I've struggled through life is, is that, as I mentioned to you, um, I don't know if any of your listeners ever get, get labeled as stubborn. And, and I often did, especially, um, you know, in the beginning, many years ago in the tech sector, um, really, I was um, told on numerous occasions, you know, Lana, you know, why do you always have to question? <laughs> why do you always <laughs> oh ask and and I tell you, I just said, because why does it have to be done that way? Who woke up one day and said it has to be done in that way? Yes, I'm not going to question laws and I'm not going to question different, uh, you know, rulings and, and, and I'm not questioning the legal system in that regard. Mm -hmm. But I'm entitled to question and ask and, and, and explore and, and challenge assumptions and be able to to come up with new things because otherwise how do you come up with new things mm -hmm. how do you actually you know i always say it's it's those people who who often go on an adventure or or see things differently are the ones who start these these unbelievable you know startup companies and come up with these novel and and new ideas because mm -hmm. really if you continue to do things the way you're always doing them you're going to end up in, in um, as one of my slides will say, you're going to be hacked. And, and mm -hmm. what I mean by that is that um, uh, Yuval, I'm sure Noah Harari, uh, author on, on Homo sapiens and sapiens and, and lessons from the 21st century or 21 lessons from the 21st mm -hmm. century, he, he really speaks about how AI is actually is going to hack us. Um, mm -hmm. And and that's the truth. It will. If we continue mm -hmm. to do things the same way, we become predictable. Mm -hmm. we, we, we are predictable human beings. You know, some people ask me, I'll, I'll give you a great example. Sometimes my kids will say, I've got an exam. You know, mom, what, what poems do you think they're going to ask us in English? They've got a list of like 10 poems. Mm -hmm. And I look back on what they've asked in the past and I look at how they ask the questions and I say, you know what? They're going to ask this, this, and this poem. Mm -hmm. And my, my children arrive back from school and they say, mom, like, how did you know? Like, you're a fortune teller. Like, you're a psychic. You are, I say, I'm far from any of those. <laughs> I can pick up patterns. Uh -huh. People are predictable. It is mm -hmm. so, so easy to actually mm -hmm. see um, how how people are so predictable in in their um, in their ways, and therefore, it's not so difficult to actually know what people are going to do, what action they're going to take, based on on just understanding, looking, and and uh, knowing enough mm -hmm. about what you need to to be able to predict. 
So that's, that's definitely, you know, a, a real big worry um, around uh, AI. And, and, and mm -hmm. because we are so predictable, AI will just now, soon, know us better than we know ourselves, mm -hmm. which is what I'm fighting for. <laughs> and, and then I guess that that's the type of work I'm doing because um, we know AI will be as powerful and mm -hmm. it will, you know, soon we will have enough data and we will have uh, enough computer power and brain power to be mm -hmm. able to, for big organizations, for, for, for companies on the internet, to be able to predict our behavior mm -hmm. because we are so predictable. But the good news is that what, what it won't be able to hack mm -hmm. is our mm -hmm. creativity our imagination, our ability to come up with stories. It won't be able to hack our emotions. Mm -hmm. It has no emotions. Mm -hmm. And it won't be able to hack our purpose and our meaning. Remember, machines don't have purpose. They don't have meaning. And that's why it's so important that as individuals and as people today, we mm -hmm. start realizing how predictable we are and how AI is soon going to hack us, how it will know us better than we know ourselves. So therefore, we need mm -hmm. to concentrate and work on what I call creative intelligence, emotional intelligence, and spiritual intelligence. Those are key elements to making sure that A, we live a fulfilled and purposeful life, and B, that, that we're not hacked, that we actually don't let computers take take over the world or robots take over the world like we see in the movies or we see in uh, various uh, documentaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe that's where the fear of most people come from. The sensationalism in movies. They feel that the robots will take over the world and we will all be dead. <laughs> 100, 100%. And, and yeah, and the truth is, you know, he's not, Yuval Harari is not wrong. He, he's definitely not wrong in what he's saying. You know, I just question that, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're saying and I'm taking note. But, mm -hmm. right, how do we prevent AI from, from hacking us? Mm -hmm. You know, he speaks about somebody, um, you know, who, when when you watch a video or when mm -hmm. you, um, watch an advert, whatever it might be, just following where your eyes are going and who you're looking at. And, you know, in terms of maybe you prefer males to females, your eyes will automatically follow that particular person and it will be able to know your sexual preferences. Mm -hmm. So based on that, it will know you, what, who you like and what you like before sometimes you realize for yourself. Mm -hmm. So this, this, this is why it is, it is scary and it is real. And, and companies, big companies, will be able to tailor-make the adverts or be able to tailor-make um, their, their social media towards you personally. So they're able to personalize social media to you based on your preferences and based on what you like. And mm -hmm. you'll think, wow, how did they know that I drink Coke only in the mornings? You know, so so I'll get a preference to say, remember your Coke in the morning and, and remember how it gives you energy. I don't know. It will know 
mm-hmm. and it will know how to actually appeal to me. So, so those those are you know elements that we need to be aware of, and and how do we counter it? We actually improve our creativity. We start to understand our emotions, mm-hmm. and as I mentioned to you in the in the last one, we find somehow purpose and and meaning. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to ask, just to give some fun to to our audience. I'm going to go to some slides. Yes, um, please. That would okay. be really so, appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so for the audience. I'm, I'm just checking, Jennifer, that um, it's all working and that you can see my slides. Yes. Okay. So I ask you, Jennifer, because you're the one I'm talking to and, and the audience can do this on their own. What does this say? Be creative. Be creative. Or if we really wanted to be creative, we could say recreative. Ooh. The thing is, again, it could just be this. And this is because we just are so predictable. We've learned patterns. And because we're patterns, we automatically said be creative or recreative. But it could have just been this if I go back. Yeah, that makes sense now. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's number one. The the next one is I just want you to just, you can take your finger and I want you to trace a path from A to B. And and your audience can do the same. They can just trace a path from A to B with your finger and and, uh, literally um, Mm. you don't need to hit the pause button. I'll hit the pause button here. And just for literally 10 seconds, just follow the path with your finger and just see that you can do it. Okay. I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> you're done okay yeah. so jennifer was this is is this how you did it yes okay so you and 90 probably eight percent i'm 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 i say they're 95 but i'm willing to go up to 98 now because okay. what happens the thing is we so i i do this with companies organizations and if we just go back to the question all it said was trace a path from a to b but because we've been conditioned to follow that this is what mm-hmm. we do but it could have just been this we could have literally just taken a path from a to b to go <laughs> around but that's okay because yeah that's thinking out of the box or out of the maze <laughs> exactly we just do because we are so and and i have like 10 15 when i do this as a workshop or um you know, I have a longer period of time. You know, I run about 10 or 15 of these different um, exercises. And it's always amazing because one of the questions I always ask people before we start this is, do you believe you are creative? And and often it's the people who say they're the most creative or the least creative. And the people who say that they, they are not so creative end up being the most creative or, or more creative than the ones who said they were. So, so you see, this is what I was saying. We're just so predictable. I know exactly that 95% of people would do this. I've seen it. I've run it with good thousands and thousands and thousands of people by now to know that this is what people do. And, and this is why it is leading us to this, that human beings are going to start getting hacked. And their companies want to increasingly manipulate us because we are so predictable. 
Our patterns are so predictable. So the truth is we've we've got to move away from, from this. And I think, you know, we, we're all facing this at the moment, you know, in the job market and uh, in, 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 in uh, you know, interviews and in various things. We're not only competing against other people, we're competing against, I've put in Mr. Robot there, but, but look at Mr. Robot in holistic terms. It could be AI, you know, it could be um, augmented reality, whatever it might mm -hmm. be. There are so many things that us as humans now are competing. In the past, it was literally just, uh, you know, if I removed the robot, we're competing against each other. And hence, why education and having the right diploma, having the right degree, having MBAs, having all these different things were, were superb because that's how we differentiated ourselves from mm -hmm. another human being. But now it's not about just differentiating ourselves from human beings. It's differentiating ourselves from digital, the, the digital world, from, from mm -hmm. as I said, artificial intelligence. But you know, and, and as I've written there, the robot says, I will understand and know you humans better than you know yourself. But I put in that hold on, as I mentioned earlier, it, the thing with computers, it has no imagination. It can't make up stories because it's programmed and it has boundaries. It can't feel, hasn't got a heart, hasn't got a sacral, it hasn't got parts of the body. The gut, which they say now is your second brain, it doesn't have those type of, of um, organs. And it also has no purpose and meaning. So, so you know, what what's actually setting, and, and this is what I find very important, is meaning. What mm -hmm. sets human beings apart from animals and AI is not the pursuit of happiness, which occurs all across the natural world, but the pursuit of meaning, which is unique to humans, mm -hmm. according to, to Roy Bowmaster. And, and something interesting that I've just been reading about in terms of the difference between happiness and the difference between happiness and purpose. Happiness is around what we receive, what we mm -hmm. get, what we take. Purpose and meaning is what we give. Mm -hmm. And the more you actually start to find purpose and give more than taking, so the more you will find purpose and meaning in, mm -hmm. in, in your life. So, Livin, I just want to just carry on a little bit, if that's okay. I need to explain in, in a small detail the difference between the skill of creativity and living in creativity. So on the, on the right-hand side, we have this beautiful picture of this little girl posing like the ballerina. This is an absolute picture of living in creativity. You can just see she is free. That, that sense of just standing there with her arms out there and closing her eyes and picturing that she too is that ballerina or a swan or a bird that's about to take off. Mm -hmm. That is living in creativity. That's what I call mental, well, I would say most of us are mentally incarcerated. We live our lives in fear. 
Why are we scared to do things? Because we fear what will happen, the repercussions. We fear that other people will judge us. Mm -hmm. And we live in this victimization model. We live in this mm -hmm. victimization pattern. And that is definitely, as you say, I've put on the left, the your right, left, is, is, is DNA, is, is our genetics, is that trauma. Victimization is something that is passed down from generation to generation to generation. But if we study epigenetics and we study gene keys and human design and that, what we will see is the only way to remove ourselves from victimization is to say, hold on, I'm not a victim. I have choices. And the minute you say that, you free yourself and you have this sense of, <sighs> I'm actually not tied down by my past. I'm not tied down by the trauma and the victimization that has happened to my parents, to my grandparents, my great-grandparents, and so on. Because remember, that genetic lineage has passed down to you. So, so that is really so, so key about living in, in, um, in creativity. And, and that then brings me to, to the skill of creativity. What's the difference now? So the skill of creativity is the ability to think outside of the box. That's when people say you need to think out of the box. You need to come up with novel or new ideas. That is the skill. And just, just to be clear on, on what is happening in the world today, when, when we lived or when we were in the 20th century, not so long ago for some person, maybe <laughs> for the young people watching, maybe you've never experienced the 20th century. But we built our lives on a foundation. What was our foundation? It was our education, as I mentioned earlier. You would go to university or you would your parents would encourage you to say, go get a strong education. Go and study something. And you know what? Basically, if you study something like that, something good, it will set you for life. Mm -hmm. You'll build your foundation. You'll build your life based on that. And generally, we saw people who had who knew people and who knew had great knowledge and, and had their degrees generally lived a very comfortable life. In the 21st century, though. Education is just as important, but so are key elements as emotional and creative intelligence. And it's often said that your new foundation is not what you know. It's, mm -hmm. it's your emotions. It's emotional intelligence. It's the ability to be resilient, just to use an example, to accept failure, to to to. to take that and and no longer are, are people staying in these jobs for 10 15 20 years as our parents did or in the past where they would literally retire from the same company they started today we're living in a world where you're literally living in a teepee for two three years you're working on this project then you say no I'm, I'm moving to this area because we have access to so much information now that i can go and learn how to program um in java in 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 literally my own time on the on the what you call it on the computer we have so much access to information that we don't have to remain as the same having the same career and having the same thing 
But it's also very important to know that the 20th century was a struggle of exploitation. So mm -hmm. those who didn't have education were exploited. They were mm -hmm. the factory workers. They were the people who, you know, got less wages. And, and the capitalistic society allowed exploitation of workers. The thing is, we're moving into the 21st century now where we're going to have another big struggle, is that of irrelevance. We're going to end up with a useless class because technology now and digital technology, digital digitization is going to take away the jobs of many, many, many people. Mm -hmm. So we're in the 21st century where we going to, if, if especially in poorer countries and third world countries, we're going to have now not the struggle of exploitation. We're going to have the struggle of irrelevance and, and a useless class. And that's why creativity as a skill now is so, so important because these people are going to be maybe um, retrenched and they go going to have to reinvent yourself. You're going to have to reinvent who you are, what you do. And that's why the skill of, of, of creativity is so important. And that's why when the World Economic Forum talks about the top 15 skills for 2025, you can see in those top five skills. And for me, these are pretty much, except for active learning and learning strategies, the first one, three, four, and five are pretty much I lump them together. That, that, that is creativity in its in its holistic form. You know, it comp uh, comprises of complex problem solving, critical thinking, thinking out of the box, analytical thinking, innovation. For me, those are all pretty much the same when I refer to creativity. So that that is it. I'm I'm not making it up. I'm not you know coming with a story. It it mm -hmm. is. This was done last year in 20, no, two years ago in 20, I'm already forgetting. And, and this is what we are really, really faced with. So it's key that we work on our cre creative intelligence, that we start building our, our brain and our mind to be able to think in a, cre in a creative way. Um, and as I've said to you, you know, it's like, it's not just about creativity. It's it's a combination of all these various analytical thinking, complex problem solving, mm -hmm. and and critical thinking. And as you can see with the pineapple, it's it's that a pineapple doesn't just have to be a pineapple that's eaten. A pineapple can be many things. Yeah, in this sense, it's art, or it's uh, decoration, um, and it's it's something when I work with people and I teach them. You know, uh, it's called divergent thinking. Is that what? Um, what else can you use that for? What else can you use your skills for? So people who are got retrenched, or people who whose job has been replaced by technology or digitization, you have to rethink yourself. You have to take just like the pineapple. If we stop eating pineapple tomorrow because someone says pineapple is very bad for us. The pineapple is going to have to rethink itself. What else can it be then? And as I said, in this case, it's, it's art. And it's something just to remind you that there was a, 
A study done by Professor George Land um, in the 1960s, I think, and he, he worked for NASA as a consultant. And what occurred was he was asked to do or come up with some form of a creativity test for the engineers and the astronauts and the scientists that worked for NASA. And he did it and it proved to be quite successful. But what is actually very interesting is after that, he ran a longitudinal study using the same test he'd given to um, the, the, the scientists or the astronauts, he used that same test and he gave it to five-year-olds, gave it to uh, uh, 100,000 kids of five years old. And, and, and Jennifer, they scored a 98% creativity genius level. Wow. Higher, much higher than any astronaut, scientist or engineer. But what he did then, he ran a study and he tested those same kids at 10 years old with the same test that he had given them at five he gave them at 10 it had dropped to 30 percent their creativity genius level had dropped to 30 he retested them at 15 years old it had dropped to 12 percent and by the time he retested these same people with the same test when they were adults it dropped to two percent that's so sad and, that, and that's why we and, and what his conclusion was this, we are all born creative. We just got it educated out of us. Schools teach non-creative behavior. Mm. And, and it's based on colonialism and many years of, of, of creating different classes. And that's how the system originally was built to create a, a working class, a high upper class, a middle class, a lower class. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it worked with capitalism at the same time. But we're now in the 21st century and, and things got to change. We can't, there's a, I don't know if you've ever heard of a guy, Manish Jan. He's an educator. I think he's in India and he started his own school and his own university. Um, I can look up the details and send it to you. And do you know what he says is that what we are doing to our children as, as parents or as educators, now is a crime against humanity we should be tried for forcing strong, strong words strong <laughs> words and, and, and but it hit home for me because you know i think what we do to our children we don't give them opportunities to play we make them go to school from eight in the morning they little five six year olds and they are sitting in a classroom from eight in the morning till three four o'clock in the afternoon and they are so structured in how they write and so structured in what they do and how they have to present in the way that they have to 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 do things that mm -hmm. we, we these poor children are just not given the opportunity to just be to just mm -hmm. be children to just play to just experiment to just come up with new things so mm -hmm. that's why we're sitting with an adult population now who has a 2% creativity genius level. And I proved that to you just in the beginning with those two little examples. But, you know, th this, is, this is how we've been taught in our schools to think in boxes. Because when you learn something, what we do is we like to categorize. And that's how the system teaches us. So when we learn history, we create a history box and we store, okay, World War II, let's store all the information I'm learning into my box for World War II. Or I'm learning about fruits or vegetables. Well, let's create a fruit box or a vegetable box. And, and let's, you know, categorize. We've got billions of these or millions of these boxes in our brain that we categorize. And we are so good 
when I'm asked to regurgitate something, well, tell me, Lana, about how, name as many fruits as possible. Oh, I'm so good. I can name bananas, apples. So I go to my, my, my fruit box and I take out all that information. We're very good at that. But what, what and, and, and this leaves us, unfortunately, in, in, in what, what we are called, we are boxed. And, and the saying, I'm just, I can't remember my, my next slide, and I think it, it is around this, is how, how do we literally remove, or how do we stop thinking in boxes? How do we be creative? And do you know, it's as simple as two words, connectivity and mashing up. So what I mean by mashing up is if we go back to, to our boxes here, it's a matter of taking these boxes and connecting them to each other. And let me give you an example. So, so Jennifer, name for me as many birds as possible. Mm -hmm. So can you name yeah? Jen, Robin, um, Peacock, Penguin. What Look else? at you. Lark. Really? No, that's fine. But what you were good at is you went to your bird box and you – you knew you had stored information there. So, so I'm going to ask you another question now. A bird is an example of? Example of animal. Okay. What else could it be? Well, in the morning when I wake up, I am inspired by the, by the chirping of the birds. So I would say inspiration. And inspiration. then also in um, it reminds me of flight, you know, flight of fancy. A hundred percent. So, so all I'm trying to prove here is it's not so easy to find the answers to that question as it was to find the answers to name me the, a, a number of birds, because there's no box for that. You have no stored box that says a bird is an example of, and it could be an example of flight, of love, of peace, of something you eat, of an animal, um, something that flies, inspiration, as you mentioned. But the problem is when I ask people that, that's hard. They can't think, hold on, I have to leave my bird box and go find the answers in the other boxes. And, and that's why it's literally connectivity. It's just Creativity is just a matter of connecting these different boxes together, which we're not very good at. And I mean, a great example is just here, we've got a box for fruit and we've got a box for vegetables. But the person that came up with the idea to have a smoothie that has both vegetables and fruit in it, and who started that concept and, and created these um, smoothie bars or these, these what you call juice bars, in the beginning, it was novel because who would have thought to mix a fruit and a vegetable together to create a drink? As simple as that. It's it's companies like um, Uber who, who mm -hmm. connected, hold on, let's connect technology with, with people who are looking for extra work and drivers who have licenses and cars to the taxi industry. They connected three boxes together. And that's those companies that are disruptive and those companies that are coming out and are being new and, and, and these, these startup companies who are coming up with new ideas, all, they, all they're doing is actually connecting different boxes together and saying, hold on, let's mash up different things. And, you know, the, the, the way I have studied this is 
is to have a methodology that helps people come up or to do their creativity. And it's, it's called the DCOM methodology, which, which stands really well, which is really about finding your five-year-old self again. Because that's when you had your highest level of creativity, is when you were five years, and as I mentioned, at that stage, you had a 98% creativity genius level. So it's actually not so difficult to reignite your creativity muscle, which is actually your your dorsal prefrontal cortex here, which is over the years, because it's it's the thing that allows you to fear and, and judge, and it, it shrinks, shrinks, shrinks. We have to expand that muscle again. And that's why I said it's a type of a diet plan or it's a type of uh, thing that allows you to, to now find your five-year-old self again. So all I did was say, okay, what attributes do the five-year-old have that we don't have anymore as adults? And it started with number one, the D in the DCOM is divergent thinking. You can't, when someone asks you a question or, or says, come up with a solution, the first thing we, we come up with is the first idea that comes to our head. And I promise you, the first three ideas that come into your head, someone else has done or is doing. It's how you go learn to get past the third idea. So sometimes I'll ask people, right, here's an umbrella. Think, and, and like I showed you with the pineapple, what ideas, what other uses could you use for an umbrella? And I promise you the first three, most people will get. It's after the first three that people start to think, okay, I could use it as um, a weapon or I could use it as um, an, in, like um, to, pot, to plant pot plants in or, or whatever. That, that is divergent thinking is when you're in a team and you're working, don't the first two, three ideas that you come up are done or someone's doing them already. You've got to push past. And a kid is great. You know, I always say, give a kid a box, just a standard old box for a day. And that kid will play with it for a whole day. He will find different uses for that box. You give an adult a box, he'll look at it and say, well, what do you want me to do with it? What do you want me to put in it? So, so that's, that's number one. The next thing is curiosity, something I mentioned right in the beginning. You know, as a child, and you hear them, and we've, um, if anyone's had children, we hear the saying that goes, why, mommy, can't I do this? Why do I have to go to sleep at night? Why do I have to brush my teeth? Why do I have to do this? And they, they do that. They start that in class. You know, why do I have to draw in the lines? Why do I? And the teacher says to them, stop it. You know, put your hand down. It's because I told you so. Now listen to what I say. And what happens then? The hand goes down and we stop being curious and we stop challenging assumptions. And we know young kids, they, they will ask you till you blew in your face. <laughs> they will ask why, why, why? The, the O in the methodology is observation. The truth of the matter is, as adults, we have lost the ability to observe. We are too busy focused on everything else that's going on in our lives that we actually don't even notice what's going on around us. You want to be creative? You have to take note. You have to see what's going on. You have to travel. You have to have adventures. You have to, you have to look around you. I often say I, I, I was driving with my son many years ago, and I'm on autopilot. I'm literally just going, going, going. I'm thinking of 20 things when he says to me, hey, mom, did you see that Lamborghini go past with the red and blue stripe? It's the most unusual thing I've seen. 
And I looked at him and I said, huh, I didn't even see a car go past. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> that, 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 I, I like, and I've realized that we're just on autopilot. So you can't be creative if you're on autopilot. You know, they say, sit back and smell the roses. Well, they write. You've got to do that. You can't be on autopilot 24-7 all the time. You mm. cannot be creative. And, and then, as I mentioned to you earlier, this, this is how we need to connect. So the, the, the M stands for actually mashing up taking things and mashing them all up together. And, and this is always a great example of a practice called Shindugu, where you literally just mash up all different things to come up with, with new products and, and new ways of doing things. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, you know, these are the things I always say, there's that one butter stick there in, in the middle of the, of the page. Yes. And I think it's so clever. How many times have we been on picnics or we go in places where, we don't have a knife and then you go to take the butter out and you go to melt the butter first and then you go to put it on your sandwich. You know, this is so clever. You literally just have to have it in a stick and you roll yeah, it. Yeah, free. And no one's done it. <laughs> I haven't seen this in the shops. I don't know in the uh, Philippines if you've seen this. Maybe no. I. No. And it's actually quite a simple thing because all they did was they mashed up glue, a glue stick with butter. Mm -hmm. As I said, or, or while you're sitting on the toilet there, you know, putting and playing your golf. And, and this was just a, a shindugu is just a practice of, of taking all different things and putting it together. And, mm -hmm. and that's, again, what a child is, is just really good at. And that's where we have really, really lost our, our um, ability to, to mm -hmm. be creative and, 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 and to really think. So just... You know, just um, in summary, because I don't know what our time is like um, in terms of how long we've still got. Mm -hmm. How long do we still have, Jennifer? Oh, we're, we're close to the bottom of the hour. <laughs> okay. So, so, so just to maybe sum up and then just leave uh, some opportunity for questions, is that number one is we are predictable human beings. Mm -hmm which is going to lead AI to hack us soon. So we have to find a way to prevent ourselves from being hacked by technology. We do this in two ways. We learn to live in creativity, which is around purpose, which is around meaning, which is around um, emotions. It's, it's all the emotional intelligence. And it's around freedom. It's around saying, I have choices. Because that's really living in creativity is the ability to understand that you have choices in life and that the choices that you make, you are accountable for and that you can't blame it on your past anymore. We have to get to grips to that. And we have to allow ourselves just to not be so mentally incarcerated. And then we need to develop the skill. The skill, it can be learned. It's something that can definitely be learned as I've shown it's just a matter of finding your five-year-old self again it's thinking to yourself what things can I do and I've just given you a short methodology um, the the decom methodology I've just given you my take on how one reignites this this dorsal this prefrontal dorsal dorsal prefrontal cortex that sits between your eyes here and it's a muscle 
and literally we need to work the muscle and just like any other part of your body if you want a six-pack stomach you're going to work and you're going to exercise and you keep going and you're going to diet and you're going to practice 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 till you get that six-pack the same is the skill of creativity it's a practice 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 you don't wake up one day and be creative because Remember, you've been educated out of it. You've been taught non-creative behavior. So you literally have to reteach and reinvent yourself in with that regard. Mm-hmm. And those those are the key elements of, of today's talk. It's just, you know, in, 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 in summary, um, I'm just going to get out of the presentation now and, and come back. <laughs> we can stop it. And that that is that is really um the, the unbelievable part of where we are in life and what we need to do and what we need to start working on ourselves. So Thank I know you you're so supposed much. to have a, a spot to do your advertising. I know I've messed up everything as I usually do because I'm so passionate about this. So I hand No back worries. To- no worries, Lan. As I've mentioned in, earlier in the show, um, we are passionate about what we do and we are passionate about learning new things. Thank you so much for a very enlightening presentation that you shared with our viewers. Now, um, dear viewers, Lana shared with us the need for creative intelligence. And creative intelligence is a mix of three things, uh, creativity, complex problem solving, and also critical thinking and analysis. So we will go for a short break, Lana, and then Later, when we come back, she will discuss a little something about the human um, the human design. This is something that I have recently read about, and I'm interested um, how this human design uh, can help us with creativity. Are more are other um, aspects of human design, whether you're a projector or a manifester this it says something about your level of creativity so that's something that we would be look uh we will be looking forward when we come back from the break perfect
TNC is a live streaming platform of online shows for people on the go. Please watch all our shows as seen on the screen. Imagine having your own show, your own playlist, your own content, but we make it easier for you. TNC aims to transform the lives of our viewers through engaging, authentic, and original content. Our vision is to become a global 24-7 live stream channel that showcases Filipino talent, global influencers, cultural intelligence, and ingenuity. Of course, we encourage you to support, continue supporting Stories from the Fringe, live streamed every Thursday, 10.30 a.m. Philippine Standard Time. You can watch live or on replay via Facebook or YouTube. Follow us on IG. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search hashtag TNC now. For sponsorships, please email now at thenewchannel.com or send us a DM. Enjoy these life-changing shows because we made them for you. Before we um, ask Anna to join us, um, I'd like to thank our viewers for choosing to spend your Thursday morning with us. Thank you, Chris Linambol, and also um, Lenzo Miliara for choosing to stay with us. I hope you're learning a lot just like everyone here. And um, before we, we went for a break, Lana shared with us um, the fear of people about the impending automation, AI, VR. And she also allayed our fears, our anxiety, because again, um, there is one, there is one advantage that we humans have over this um, technology. So unlike robots or AI, we, we have our sense of purpose, we have our sense of meaning, we have our creativity. And she also shared us some tips and tricks on how we can increase our creativity. So shall we ask Lana to join us again? Hi. Hi, Lana. All right. So perhaps we can spend an additional five to, to, to eight minutes sure. of the show um, for you to give a brief background on human design and how can human design help us, if it can help us Absolutely. to um, be more creative. So, so let me... Um, you know, just pack, unpack it for you why I actually started studying human design and, and gene keys. It's purely because when I was doing the creativity and running these workshops with people, I came to realize that, as I mentioned in my talk, is that living in creativity is different to the skill of creativity. So how can I actually understand who I am? How do I deal with all my past, my patterns, my life? How do I understand who I am? That I can live this free life where I'm not so incarcerated. And it lent, it, it, it led me onto the study of, of human design and also uh, gene keys, um, understanding what my shadows are, what my gifts are in life and how to overcome that. So, so what is human design? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a system that identifies different types of um, people. It has five main types called manifestors, generators, who make up, I would say, um, a good 75% of the population are manifestors and generators. And then you have what we call manifesting generators and then projectors and reflectors. And those are more minority. Those mm -hmm. people are um, in the few. And 
what it teaches you is how you respond, how you need to respond to things. And, it, you know, we go through life thinking we in control. I control my life. I, everything that happens, and I, I actually was definitely the person for that, that, you know, I'm a control freak. And what I eventually learned is that based on my type, I can't necessarily um, invite things. So I have to respond. I can't initiate. I'm not mm -hmm. really a good initiate. So sometimes that's why when we think that we fail or, or we do things and it doesn't work out, Sometimes the problem is because you are not meant to initiate it. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need to wait for the universe and you need to respond when it sends you a specific direction or tells you, here's the opportunity. But, you know, we are all driven, want to succeed individuals, and we think we just control everything. And we go out there and it's all us. It's about us and how we can control things. And, you know, we go out for this client, that client, and we got this. At the end of the day, sometimes based on your specific type, and that I would say is probably 80% of people, you need not, you don't need to initiate, you need to respond. And, and your human design, um, you know, the type that you are, it, it teaches you how you must make your decisions, um, how your aura functions and affects people around you. You know, I used to have a have a, a joke amongst myself or people. I used to say, when I walk into a shopping center or into a, a supermarket, I feel like I've got a, 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 a like something on my head here that says, I will help you if you need money. Because thank God, people came up to me in the supermarkets, I don't have money for bread or I don't have money for this or I need something. And it happened every time. And I kept saying, why me? Why? And it's because I have this aura that I send out that mm -hmm. I'm, my purpose is altruism. I want to help you. I want to, uh, and, and that's what people were picking up from, from my aura. And it mm -hmm. also teaches you where your life is moving. So mm -hmm. when you get to understand yourself, and this is what we've got to do now, I think in the 21st century or from today, you need to know yourself better. How do you know yourself better? Is you work with things like human design, um, or as I said, I do. I am absolutely fascinated with with gene keys. It's G E N E K E Y S, where you do your holographic profile and you understand what are your shadows. So I'll just give you one quick example. A shadow for me, which was very interesting, said um, arrogance. Mm -hmm. And I had a shadow of arrogance. And I looked and I thought, huh? Like, how me? Arrogant? I am like the altruistic person. I'm not arrogant. I never want. But I started to realize, hmm, you are a control freak. You're a perfectionist. You like things done your way. When people try and help you and they're not doing it your way, you say, thank you very much. Go sit there. Let me do the work. And then I complained. I'm always tired, I'm always overworked, I'm overstressed, mm -hmm. I have to do everything. You know, I became the victim, you know. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm this, I have to run around because no one else can do things properly. Do you know, mm -hmm. I was so bad that I actually, to a point, was writing my children's speeches for, for mm -hmm. school because I was so good at writing speeches. So they came to me and they learned very quickly. Here, mommy, here's my speech. And then I would complain, why am I writing these? And because I 
was arrogant. I thought mm. I was the best. Mm. And what is the gift of arrogance? It's leadership. So the minute I can understand that I am arrogant and that I am not passing on and I'm not helping people to develop and empower themselves, so only then can I mm. be a leader. But I have to deal with my shadow of arrogance. And this whole genetic whole thing has about, I think they're 15 different, they all plotted. And yes, it sounds way out there and it sounds crazy, but I must say for someone who hasn't been exposed to this in the past, I am just fascinated with human design. It has really changed my, my personal life. And, and, and how mm -hmm. I see and how I work and how I work with people. And I promise you, I've seen the difference in, in everything that I'm doing and everyone I'm interacting with. And I believe it's just, you know, even given me the divine opportunity to sit with you, Jennifer, and, and, and your audience and just be able to speak authentically and openly about, you know, how I've been through this journey. That's also one of my core values, Lana. And also freedom. You talked about freedom. I am all yeah. for freedom of expression, freedom of thinking, you know. Um, you mentioned about the shadow. I remember there's this one um, exchange between Angelina Jolie and uh, Johnny Depp in the movie The Tourist. I, I re-watched I re it over the weekend. And Angelina Jolie, she showed um, Johnny Depp her uh, the pendant of her necklace. And it's the picture of, it's, a, it's an impression of the god Janus. So she said that the meaning of that is everyone we love has a, has a good side and a bad side. And it is our... For, for my my takeaway from that is if we say that we really love a person we not only love the positive side but also the bad side and that talks about ourselves when we say we love ourselves we need to also embrace the, the shadow side the parts that we do not like because <laughs> until we do that then we cannot be whole and if we are not whole if we go out into the world we will be um it's like an empty cup pouring from an empty cup uh you will be easily depleting yourself because you are not coming as a full cup as a whole so thank you for for emphasizing that lana definitely and, and you it's a brilliant example of of you have to like the good and the bad and and we don't we like to hide our bad we don't mm -hmm. we pretend it doesn't exist we we and, and that's that's the other thing in life, you know, and in the mm -hmm. same with creativity. You want creativity, you go live in truth. You mm -hmm. can't you can't not live in truth because if you're not living in your truth and you don't know what you're capable of and, and, and really what you're good, you're bad, what, what you're out here to actually accomplish in this world, mm -hmm. then, then you know it, you, you're not living you're not living in truth. And and that's exactly what you're saying, Jennifer, is just live in that truth. Accept yourself. For the good and the bad, and work on it. You know, life is a life is a life is not a destination. It's a journey, and I, I say this to my children all the time. You know, it's just oh, when I fin, I can't wait to finish exams, and then and I say to them, the problem is, don't wish time away. Time, mm -hmm. trust me, goes very quickly, and 
just enjoy the journey because I can tell you when you get to the destination, all you're going to want to do is go on to the next one because that is human beings is what we are. We just want more and more. And, and that's why I'm saying we want life to give us more. And that's what, how we see it as happiness. But stop mm -hmm. asking life to give you more and you go and give life more. That's the gift. Go and give because that's when you find purpose and meaning. And that's when you truly live in freedom. And when you're free, you can be the creative self that you actually are. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt if you have good company to help you in that journey. This has been a very pleasurable um, conversation, Lana. Uh, I wish we can spend some more time discussing all these things. Now, um, how can people, how can our viewers know more about the work you do? How can they follow you on social media? Okay, so I'm not the biggest social media guru. I do a lot of talks and then I get asked the same question. But, I mean, I have a website, goatstounicorns.com. So it's the number two between goats to unicorns. Um, there is my information there. There are some details. I'll be honest with you. I haven't really updated it <laughs> to the best. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, I did put, I think in our, in our private chat, I did put in my LinkedIn, um, mm -hmm. profile, um, mm -hmm. or URL. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm doing so much altruistic work at the moment and all this 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 mpo work that I, I haven't really been focusing on my social media but to get hold of me you can you can also email me anyone and i will respond directly to you to at lana at goats to unicorns.com so it's mm -hmm. l-a-n-a at goats to unicorns.com please feel free to email me if you have any questions, if you want to find out more information, feel free to message me off of uh, LinkedIn, feel free to message me off of Twitter, Instagram, I'm sure I've got, uh, <laughs> I have definitely got a thing called Goats to Unicorns, I think one just needs to search, and, and Facebook as well, Goats to Unicorns. Um, so that's, that's my... Um, my, my social media few mm. handles that you can mm. contact me on but really i love engagement i love hearing from people i love learning from people um and i especially love people from all over the world not just south mm. african and that's really what i uh, i thrive on so yeah you need me to do talks like this you need me i'm only too happy and only too happy to share my knowledge mm. and, and, and inspiration with others thank you mm. jennifer Brilliant, brilliant. Thank you so much, Lana. And um, dear viewers, if you love today's episode, we encourage you to again join us next Thursday, same time, same digital channel, the, the new channel. And um, we encourage you also to invite your friends, family members to also join us next Thursday. Thank you so much for being here with us, with me and Lana. And have a good rest of your day or evening, depending where you are in the world. God bless everyone.